Hi, welcome to the I Call You Blessed podcast. Now, let's get into today's word with Pastor Hector Soto. How many of y'all know what a tomb is? I've ministered this at one time, so maybe some of you might remember. But a tomb is a large vault, typically underground, and it is used to bear the dead. It's also known as a sepulcher, a small room or a monument. You've seen mausoleums that have been built, great marble mausoleums, stones, rocks. They've been cut by rock, cut into rock, where a person is laid to rest. What do these represent? They represent a memorial of what used to live. It's a memoir. A memory. And isn't it amazing that this is where this man lived? He lived in the memories of his yesterday. And he found himself battling. The Bible says that he lived there. And in verse 4, says that he had been often chained hand and foot. And he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. And no one was strong enough to subdue him. I have to say, I have to say this, that we must be very careful that when we are dwelling in our yesterday that we don't get so absorbed drawn in sucked in by those memories that we lose reality for imagination because all of a sudden when our mind takes over what is reality Our mind is creative. Your mind will tell you that there is something dark, shady, hairy with big teeth hiding in a corner. When in reality, all it is is a coat hanger. But because there's no clarity in the mind, all it sees is dark places. It creates imaginations. You see, this man had gotten so deep in his issues and his problems that the Bible says that this man couldn't, was often chained hand and foot, but he would tear those chains. He would break those chains because no one was strong enough to subdue him. His mind was so in-depth in his yesterday that the reality was no longer anything to him. The shackles restricted the man's feet of his freedom, especially from being able to walk, run, and move freely. His spirit man was captured by his mind. Night and day, verse 5, among the tombs in the hills, he would cry out. See, this is where I believe, Sister Rita. I believe with all my heart that even though he was possessed By demons, his spirit man was still intact. Spirit man was crying out. Have you ever found yourself in such a harsh moment? And in the back of your mind, reasoning is trying to speak to you. Reasoning is trying to talk to you. 
Why are you doing this? Why are you acting this way? Why are you screaming like that? Why are you being so violent? Why are you responding this way? Reasoning is trying to speak to you. But the shackles on your flesh, the oppression on you is so great that it silences the cries of your inner man. See, this man, the Bible says it so clearly, night and day, he lived in his past. He lived among the tombs and in the hills. He would cry out and then he would cut himself with stones. How many of you all remember what we just talked about? The stones. What does the stones, what do the stones represent? The stone represents the truth of God. The stone represents the infallible word. The word that does not return void or empty. And I want you to hear this. Every single one of us have been fed truth and have been given good direction, good information, sound information. And we are the ones that have chosen to take those truths and cast them out and not listen and not obey. We've been told, don't go and do this like Dina was told, the daughter of Jacob, don't leave this kingdom. You stay here. And she decided to go out with her girls. And when she went out, she was violated. He was remembering the truths that he was told. And those stones were cutting in his life. How many of you all know what I'm talking about? Man, I remember my dad said. And man, I remember my mama told me. Oh my God, the pastor was just preaching about this the other day. And here we are right in the middle of a harsh situation, of a negative situation, in the middle of being disobedient, rebellious, angry, frustrated, and reasoning. The Holy Spirit rises up and reminds us. You see, for some who are not surrendered to the move of God, that becomes torture. That becomes torturous, Eli. It becomes torturous. Remember, the word of God is like a mirror to us. It reveals our weaknesses. It reveals who we are. It's a mirror. He was living in the tombs in his past, in his memory. And according to the scriptures, these were literal tombs. He lived amongst the dead. He was trying to keep what was dead alive. And it tortured him. And he knew that he couldn't live like that. And people would come and try to chain him up and bind him to keep him from those things. How many people have tried to tell you, hey, yeah, salte, vente. Hey, no, 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 don't be like that. Don't think that way. Come, come, come. Let's change it up. Let's go out for a little bit. Let's go get some water, man. Let's, let's just come out. Let's go talk. You know, what can we do to help you? How are we doing this? How many have battled with depression? That's what depression does. It shackles you. It chains you up. There comes a point, listen to me, there comes a point where even depression can't hold your mind down anymore. Suicide comes in. I'm done. I want to end it all. I'm sick of it. I'm going to finish this. 
because I can't take this anymore. And then the spirit man cries out. And he cries out. And he cries out. See, I don't know who's watching me on this video, and I don't know how many of you here are listening to this, that have found yourself in a situation where you've been crying out, and nobody knows. Nobody's heard you because you've been compliant. You've been quiet. But your spirit, man, has been crying out. You see, this is what I'm talking about. What is it that we need? Let's go back to the clay. What is it that the clay needs in order to become more flexible? What is it that the clay needs in order to be able to take its shape and its form? What is it that the clay needs in order for it to be able to become functional with purpose, with design? It needs the hands of the potter and it needs the water of the Holy Ghost. That's what, that's the answer. That's what we need. We need more of the water. We need more of his touch. We need more of the potter. We need him. We've been living in tombs. We've been burying ourselves in our yesterday. We've been burying in ourselves within the things that should have been, could have been, would have been. I'm telling you here, those things are dead. He said to the rich man, let the dead bury the dead. And you, you come follow me. Follow me. How long are you going to suffer? How long are you going to battle with this? How long are you going to deal with this hurt? How long are you going to find yourself in distress? The answer is here. And his name is Jesus. Would you surrender to him today? Give it to him today. Give it to him. I know I know the wife can be difficult. I know the husband can be difficult. I know the kids can become intolerable. I know the circumstances are somewhat unfavorable. I know you find yourself battling with imaginations and giants and you see mountains that are surmountable. I'm telling you, I know I've seen it. I've been there, but I'm here to tell you that we serve the God who created the heavens and the earth. We serve a God who hung every galaxy in its place, put the moon in its place, put the sun in its place, and he hung every star out of, I don't know how many millions of galaxies, not one, not one has battled, not one has collided, not one has fallen from the sky. God has put things into perpetual motion and if God created the earth and the sea and he divided the firmaments he can separate you from the things that have been messing with your mind he can pull you apart and bring you back to solidity and satisfy your life and give you what you need he's the water he's the water for your thirsty soul He's the water. The woman at the well cried. Jesus said, if you only knew who was asking you for a drink, you would ask me for that drink because the water that I give, with this water, you will thirst no more. Jesus saw the demoniac and he looked at him as he ran towards him. And he saw the unclean spirit, impure spirit, he saw it. 
Can I tell you that he, he doesn't judge us? Well, by now you should have learned. Well, by now you should have known better. Well, by now, well, there you are living in the tombs. There's a house waiting for you on 6th Street, and here you are in the burial grounds. What's wrong with you? He didn't judge him. He didn't judge him. Look at you. Look at you, an educated man. And you're still making mistakes like that. Look at you. My God, when are you going to learn? Stop chasing for love in all the wrong places. When are you going to learn? He didn't judge him. He saw the impure spirit. See, Jesus knows exactly what we need. He knows exactly what you're going through. He knows exactly what you're battling. As a matter of fact, who took the first step? The demoniac. The impure man. He's the one that cried and said, oh, Jesus. What do you want with me? While he's running to him. What do you want with me? I'm going to you. It would have made sense if he was running the other way. What do you want? Because I believe that his spirit man knew where his answer was. And if you'll see the scripture, the way that he responds, the man comes up to him. He says, why are you here to torture me? It's not that Jesus was going to oppress him condemn him or hurt him Jesus was representing the truth that he had been battling with in his tombs he represented the freedom he represented the peace he represented the joy he says I look at you why are you torturing me like this you are everything that I need you're everything that I'm looking for. You're everything that I'm desiring. You're everything that I'm hungry for. Why are you torturing? He was running to him. To find out more about this ministry, visit us at icallyoubless.com. Until next time, I call you blessed.